previously on Masks and Mayhem. Ruby and Yardak notice in her white and black Union jumpsuit, Gemini heading up the other direction. Gemini's power is she copies other people's powers. She was one of the people that got uh, set off to this thing in space with us. Yeah, I went to space. Fought some aliens. Tried Tried to talk to some aliens. Didn't go as well. Can we be best friends? All right, well, Hyperact, I just wanted to see who you had chosen for the mission. I believe we're getting ready to roll. We do want to try and keep it a smaller mission. Stealth is of the essence, so you can pick two or three max. I know just the people. One of them I haven't been able to speak to because she's not around. Gemini, if she's not in the middle of a mission. Gemini walks up to a rather normal looking dude uh he's got his uh white lab coat on and a little tiny like soul patch gemini looks over at you and says have you guys met before uh no hi i'm myra hi sloan matthews i'm dr alvarado's assistant ramos as always is trying to keep a stern face this is a small unclaimed island off the coast of australia we had a contact in the australian government reach out to us and he noted some unusual shipments going in and out and sent us the info, and we were able to get a brief satellite image of this area. We had to reconfigure a number of times to get anything. Uh, There appears to be some kind of communications blackout in the area. Based on some of the shipping information he was able to glean, we have reason to believe this involves biological weapons. Oh no. Oh shit. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to escort Dr. Matthews to the island, get us a readout on the area, and if there are any weapons, to discover them and attempt to neutralize them. Elevator doors open onto the third floor of Union Echo Base, the bright sun bearing down on you. Ahead, you see a Union Standard Vulture aircraft, and its engines are already running. Everybody roll perception. 18. Not 20! 23. 18 plus 9 is 27. I can do math. Alright, awesome. So if that's the case, then, all of you noticed... That compared to the normal models, this one is like a like a deep like onyx black, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of got like a reflective sheen to it. And you also notice that at the engines, they're a little extra beefed up. There's some extra thrusters and what look to be some kind of like extra payloads added to the size of them. So you're walking your way from the elevator to the to the helipad platform. Uh, Ruby, suddenly you get a phone call. I answer the phone. Hello. Hey, hey, Ruby, it's it's Austin. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, are, are you in the middle of anything? Looks around at, like, everything that's happening. <laughs> Kinda. Oh, okay, alright, um, alright, uh, yeah, yeah, just get back to me when you can. I, uh, 
I think I found like another warehouse where the Blue Cross gang might be getting their their supplies for the for the slam packs. Okay. I'll be looking into it. Okay, I have another mission kind of going on, but I'll, when when that's done, I'll I'll get back to you. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know what's going on. Cool, cool. All right, good luck out there. Thanks. <laughs> and you see I love the anything going on and I'm just like in the middle of a secret base, like, maybe. A little bit. <laughs> There's two Union agents wearing, like, reflective gear, like they're clearly some kind of loading crew, loading a couple large crates onto the vulture. Can I roll perception to see if I might be able to tell what they are? Sure. Yes. Ooh, I got a nat 20. Of course I get a nat 20 on fucking perception, but whatever. You know what? I'll take it. That's apparently, it's Sama's turn to get, because I got it last time, it's Sama's turn to get, like, nat 20 out of Yeah, get, get all your nat 20s out of the way. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, when you look at them, you notice it has, like, the Union logo on the crate, and it just says, uh, on the side, it says flotation device. Oh, wow, that was a fucking bust. I can swim really well. You saw that so well, Yardak. Thank you for this helpful information. Hey, you you wanted to roll perception. Just hold on to my flippers. I'll be Echo the Dolphin and just propel you all to safety. They finish loading those crates on and they kind of like back up. So the one agent backs away from the vulture and just like kind of pulling out some landing guides to kind of direct it. And Gemini kind of walks past the rest of you and gets in the pilot seat. And and she spins around in the chair and kind of just looks at you. Any of you guys got familiarity with piloting? This is... You know, I, I've, I've done some. Oh, okay. See, the way you waltzed up into the cockpit, I assumed you knew what you were doing. Oh, I'm just I'm just used to solo missions, so sorry, you are in charge. Cap, What uh, where do you want me to be? No, you go for it, because I have zero experience. I drive a van? That's, my, that's the closest I got. I belong in the water, not the sky. And Gemini uh, cracks a smile and spins back and starts flipping around with some controls, like uh, little knobs and levers and whatnot. All right, I think uh, I think we're prepped to go. If you guys right. are ready, all right, take us up, Sky Lady. Let's do it. Let's go. Sloane just uh, kind of sits off to the side and locks himself into one of the seats, and he's holding like a small briefcase-sized scanner device, and he just kind of has it sitting in his lap, oh. and he looks a little nervous. That looks important. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, it's a little scanning device. I'm hoping. You know, if, if it's something we have in our database, you know, whatever they might be developing, might be able to figure out, like, the composite parts to build an antidote or a countervirus. That's a great idea. So Gemini uh, flips a switch, and the loading dock at the back of the jet, the hydraulics slowly lift it up, and you hear it hiss and close. All right, guys, we're all sealed in, ready to go. I'm going to uh, grip the handlebars of my seat and obvious uncomfortability and just say yup i'm just gonna make sure my seatbelt's on <laughs> i sit in a seat next to yardak and just kind of give him a pat on the back like it's gonna be okay buddy it's a state-of-the-art airplane <laughs> hold on i want this episode to be titled a fish in the sky oh my god <laughs> <sighs> so sloan looks at you yardak are you afraid of flying i'm afraid of the falling part but uh i much prefer to be underwater not above it like very above it uh it's gonna be fine though yeah yeah guys guys we got this we're an elite team with so much experience sounds like you're trying to convince yourself a little bit Mm -hmm. mm-hmm this is 
like my third time in the field. So like, and, and nothing secret like this. So it's a little scary. Oh, okay. Fair. At that moment, Gemini flips the switch. The engines were already on, but you feel them. The whole craft starts to rumble because it's a vertical takeoff. It just starts slowly going up like an elevator. As soon as I feel the rumble, I kind of like jolt. And then I like really quick throw a shield on myself. Like, out of reflex, but then I'm like, wait. Like a, like a, like a water? Yeah, just kind of like force field, but then I'm like, wait, no, I'm good. Ruby is like, has to stifle laughter at your neck. She's trying not to be rude, but it's funny. And once you guys get up to a certain height, you can look out through the cockpit glass, and you can see, like, the whole skyline of Riverside City. Then Gemini flicks a switch, and you feel the engines turn, and as they're turning, there's just an ever-so-slight, like, dip. And then you take off forward at, like, blazing fast speeds. Okay, this point Ruby goes, okay, that is different than other airplanes I've been on. I was gonna say, this kind of speed, like, this kind of motion through space is probably not too unfamiliar to Hyperact, but to the rest of you, this is extremely fast. Yeah, I'm just eyes closed, just basically praying for sweet release. (laughs) And Sloane's kind of, like, rocking a little bit back and forth, so... Is this your first time in, like, an aircraft, Yardak? Just the once, but it was not like this. Gemini spins around in the chair. Yeah, yeah, we got a little bit of an extra boost because we got so far to go. And this is in the middle of the Pacific? Yeah, remember that we are. you guys are in Connecticut, and you have to get over to, like, close to Australia. Okay. Yeah, actually, like, in my head, the absurdity of flying from, like, Connecticut to Australia. <laughs> like, it only took me, like, 20... 20- one or 23 hours from florida and people who like have flown to australia it took a long time (laughs) yeah well you got an extra extra speedy aircraft and no layovers (laughs) sloan continues yeah you never quite get used to how the vultures take off especially high-powered ones you don't say (laughs) poor yardak I don't know why I suddenly decided I wanted to give myself fear of flying, but I'm like, you know what? He lives in the water. Well, it makes sense because you're like four times as away from the water as normal. Gemini hits another switch and says, all right, autopilot is engaged. Sweet. Cool. How long should the flight take? Uh, We definitely got a couple hours at least. Just a couple? It went from 20 something to a couple? <laughs> A direct flight from Philadelphia to California is six hours. Or from Philadelphia to Los Angeles is six hours. Yeah. Yeah, we're probably going twice the speed of a commercial airliner. Okay. So, like, you know, like, yeah, like, probably, like, five, six hours. I'm sorry, Ruby does not have the same problem Rachel does, but if Rachel was on an airplane flying that fast, I feel like she would need some Dramamine. Motion sickness. Yeah. (laughs) Once it actually took off, and got to, like, cruising altitude, like, it actually, like, really... Smooth. Smooths out, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's you can mm-hmm. barely tell that you are on on a flight. And then Gemini looks over at Sloane. How's your girlfriend doing? You know, s- still living in Hartford. That's dealing with the distance. It's not that, I mean, it's not that far, but it's... Trying to convince her to move over to, to Riverside. I don't know if she ever will. And Gemini just kind of nods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's for the record, so I know... Is Riverside City in Connecticut? Yes. Okay. I've hinted at where it's at before, but I figure, like, yeah, I wanted to make it more. No, I'm pretty sure you've mentioned it. Oh, I have? Okay. I think so. I mean, I knew East Coast, but I was, like, thinking, like, Philly, New York-ish area. So, you know, that makes sense. 
it's also one of the reasons we have a divergent timeline, because imagine if you had another metropolitan area the size of, like, New York or Boston. Right next to it. it. Another another one on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. What's up with you, Gemini? Uh, nothing. West Coast has been crazy. <laughs> uh, just just training a lot of the new recruits. Uh, you know, cool kids. Let's say little... Not that I've been doing this too long, but but they just uh, they definitely have they definitely have a long way to go, and we're talking mostly uh, lab coats like uh, like Sloan here, trying to learn some field expertise. So it's going to be a bit of a bit of a process. That makes sense. Well, I'm glad you're back for this mission at least, because we've missed you. Missed you guys too, and Sloan pops in too. Yeah, I uh, I got my ass kicked a whole bunch of times during my during my training sessions. It was not easy, but I definitely learned some like good routines and stuff, like to get in shape better. What about you guys? I I, I mean, how long have you all been or associated with Union? Uh, like a year? Is that right? Not a lot. <laughs> not long. Uh, it'd be it- it'd be a little over a year now for all of you. I first got involved with them a little over a year ago after a, a weird, like, supernatural being, like, sent me to space. Sloan's eyes get big. Oh, yeah, Gemini mentioned that to me. I don't know how I didn't put two and two together. I didn't realize that was you guys. Yeah, I was ambushed by fire in a house to be recruited. Oh, the firehouse. Yes, and the, then I became an agent, like, some months after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they retired the firehouse. The horns is a way better way of, like, getting training sessions in and stuff. Um, yeah, I will be very glad to know that no one else is being recruited that way. That's unusual. They never used it for recruitment. It was mostly, like, that was, like, a training simulation before they had the horns. Oh, okay. Well, then it's good to know that Agent Lewis was just very weird. <laughs> took her a long time to trust him again after that. <laughs> yeah, and me being not from uh, around here, I was quite confused after our first quote-unquote mission because you know outer space and then hearing ruby here talk about space cadet all the time i was i always thought there was some other like space warrior that was coming to attack us or something no (laughs) No. although you could see in ruby's eyes that she was like but that would be cool (laughs) nerd and gemini walks over to you myra nudges you with her elbow and says yeah you you and lewis are best friends now oh totally you guys have a, a bit of a trip left to go good couple hours Gemini goes and props her feet up on the center console where there's no controls, so don't worry, she's not going to accidentally kick anything. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, I have a question about my abilities. Can I make a deck of cards? Huh. Can't you make anything? No, her abilities are limited. I would say yes, and this is not something I'll make you roll for, yes, but you would have to do them each individually. Oh my goodness. Oh god, that would take forever. <laughs> 52 times. Yeah. And you'd have to remember all the combinations to make sure you got it right. Does that even have a deck of cards? I'm just going to ask that. Because <laughs> that sounds like way too much work. Gemini was starting to close her eyes, but when you said that, she kind of popped up. Remember that she wears, like, basically like a jumpsuit with, like, pockets covering it? And she kind of starts feeling around, and she reaches into one pocket and tosses you a deck of cards. Oh my god, she's Hagrid. <laughs> Thanks. Anyone want to play anything? Sloane says, yeah, I'm in. What are, we, what are we playing? Sure, why not? Okay. Um, well, I guess we could play, I don't know, poker or... Say it. Seiko fish. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, Crazy H because my first thought was Uno. 
That was my first thought, too, but then I was like, wait, they have their own cards. Or just be really weird and say play, like... Pinochle. Do you guys want to play Mafia? What is that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, really? I don't know what that is either. I would prefer that we keep to a game where we don't have to explain the rules of a card game in the podcast. There's also a different version of it called Werewolf. It's like a game where you like someone's a murderer and you have to like figure out who it is. Nope. Oh, I do know that game. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say Crazy Eights, which is basically Uno, but it's eights. Okay. Sloan's like rubs his hand together. All right. Yeah, I love card games. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I haven't played it in a while, but Crazy Eights is basically Uno. Gemini kind of looks over at you guys and holds her hand up. I'm going to sit this one out. I'm going to just kind of close my eyes for a little bit. And she kind of just cross- she kind of just crosses her arms and like nods her head down and closes her eyes. Okay, and then I guess we play Crazy Eights for a while. Okay. For a really long while. I want you all- everyone makes a presence roll. Presence? Yes, presence, which is uh, one of your core eight stats. I got a net 20 again! Oh, mine isn't so great. Plus six, 18. 15 total. Look, 24 total, because nat 20. All right, and then roll another one. Sixteen. I got a nat 20 again, I don't know. Holy crap, you're wasting all of them. I'm really scared the next- I'm really scared of, like, we're going to be under attack and I'm going to roll a nat one. Like, that's- uh, I got a 15 plus 6 is uh, 21. And then roll one more. Ooh, 19. 19. Okay, okay, I didn't roll a nat 20 this time. I rolled a 19 as well. What the hell? Triple 19. So what was your total then, Rachel? 19 plus 4... 23. Okay. Did anyone else beat 23? Uh, this time, yeah, I got uh, plus 6 is 25. Okay, uh, so then for the for the first two games, uh, Ruby won, and for the last game, actually, Yardak won. Oh, so that's what that was for. Yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to be fighting, and I'm not going to be getting good rolls, but playing Crazy A, apparently Ruby's really competitive. Like <laughs> Sloane actually was doing the worst on all the games, and kind of just throws his cards down at the end. And then two fall out of his sleeve. He can't even win with cheating. Yeah. No, uh, he was not cheating, but he's just a little frustrated. Oh, man, I usually do so good at card games. Not today. <laughs> so, and Sloane looks over at you, Myra. I don't know, tell me a little about yourself. I feel like I've worked around you guys for so long, but I don't really know anything about you. I got my powers, I would say, relatively recently. I was in a kind of a bad place, and I was trying to escape it, and turns out that I was physically able to and that's when i found out that i can run really fast oh wow so uh so the experience kind of jump-started your powers pretty much yeah okay i have a younger brother who's really cool he's like my best friend i live with my parents and i also have an older sister who i sometimes butt heads with oh okay uh what about you guys um, I, you know, from the ocean. Uh, <laughs> Your story's kind of the most well-known, Yardak. It's not so much me that has exciting things happen. It's kind of like, I just so happen to be friends with somebody who's like, I guess what you would call famous in the underwater world. Um, I'm a filmmaker. I actually just, uh, am almost done with my first, like, feature-length film. 
Oh, yeah? Ah, congrats. Yeah, and I uh, actually used my powers to help with my filmmaking, because, you know, I can make illusions, don't need a special effects budget. Yeah, yeah, as as, as, uh, as that little razzle-dazzle made any appearances? Uh, not in the movie so far. Because I would need to be the actor for that. I can't transfer that to another person. We are getting tickets to the first screening, right? Oh, of course. Just checking. Wow, Ruby, that's awesome. And and is that what you, like, went to school for? Oh, uh, yep. I went to film school in Riverside. I don't know if we ever, I don't remember if we ever, like, established a name for my film school in Riverside. We did at one point, but just say film school, because I can't remember what it is right now. I went to, you know, that big film school that's in Riverside. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh... The Art Institute of Riverside City. God. Hopefully not. That's really cool. Yeah, I... I've lived in Riverside for a little while, but I actually went to uh, University of Connecticut for biomedical engineering. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Union's been really cool for me because I've, I've basically been like interested in this line of work for, for years, ever since uh, when uh, Hercules fought the Nanomancer. We're learning so much about this world right now that I'm very curious about. <laughs> Is this something that I'm supposed to know? Because I'm like, what? Yeah. Is this background information that we're supposed to have? Uh, who has a pop culture check? I do. Yeah, definitely, Rachel. Do either of you? No, I'm from the water. No. Make it as another presence check. Okay, I got a 16. I got a 15 total if we do it. Oh, no, sorry. It's not presence. It's uh, intelligence. Oh, intelligence. Oh, 20. And mine would be 18 if using intelligence. 25 total. So I'm guessing I probably know what he's talking about, even though Rachel doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Myra and Ruby both know. Yardak isn't familiar. Hercules, like the literal Greek myth character, is is an actual being in this world. Oh, okay. It's canon. Yeah. And the Nanomancer was a uh, like a scientist that used nanobots, basically, uh, but used them to simulate magic in a lot of ways. Um, so anyway, the Nanomancer was basically, like, trying to use his abilities to, like, take over a city, uh, on the West Coast, and Hercules just happened to be nearby and fought him pretty much to the death. (laughs) Hercules just passing through, what, San Diego. I have so many questions about Hercules. Like, has he been around since the Greek myth? How old is he? Uh, you and Sloane would know this, but Myra might not. So Sloane's kind of, like, looking all excited, because he notices that Yardak looks really confused. <laughs> okay, so, like, yeah, Hercules is, like, this was this myth character. We later discovered he was real, but went into kind of, like, a trance from, like, ancient Greece, and then, like, woke up closer to now. And then he fought in World War II, got trapped underground, but is, like, you know, basically immortal, so, like, he didn't die. And then he was eventually excavated, like, in the mid-90s. Like, wouldn't that mean Poseidon exists? Yeah, I mean, he was kind of one of the first big heroes. And anyway, when, when he, you know, he fought Nanomancer back in, like, 2005, and that's when he, as far as we're aware, is when he died. Seeing the footage of that on TV was, you know, really scary, but interesting, and, and knowing, like knowing about technology and magic out in the world and kind of seeing it fight it, fight each other. You know, I just thought, what can I do? And I was pretty young back then, but you know, that's kind of how I ended up. But that, okay. If Hercules exists and Yardak is from the water, does Poseidon exist? Yeah, that's my question. What an, yeah. what an interesting looking question. 
I, okay, I'm going to ask, I was like, oh, wait, if Hercules was real, which I think Poseidon could be real. Yardak, is Poseidon real? If he is real, nobody knows. Okay. If, maybe Yardak doesn't have any idea what I'm talking about. I'm going to say, uh, um, that doesn't ring any bells. Uh, I don't know anybody by that name. Okay, well, in Greek mythology, Poseidon was like the god of the ocean. Oh. I was like, maybe it was a merfolk that was messing with them. Merf, mermaid. <laughs> we are not mermaids. I said merfolk. I'm trying to like make like mermaid merfolk like a slur. <laughs> what do you want us to call you? Water people? Atlanteans. <laughs> so basically, yeah, Hercules fighting Nanomancer is what inspired uh, Sloan to join Union and, and kind of study biomechanical engineering, biomedical engineering. Cool. I'm really hoping that like this is like foreshadowing to us being like Hercules one day. Hell yeah. Anyway, sorry to get off on that tangent and, and just... Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And someday I'm gonna cure aging. He says, like, slightly sarcastically. You say cure aging? Yeah, yeah, aging. I mean, maybe cancer seems more important to me, but cool, cool, bro. Someone else is probably already working on that, to be fair. Well, yeah. Cancer or aging? Both. I mean, a lot of people in Silicon Valley are trying to cure aging. Yeah, they're putting their conscience into machines, a la Chappie. Gemini suddenly like wakes up a little bit, hits a couple buttons. All right, guys, we're uh we're not too far out still. I guess we need to talk about what we're gonna do when we get there. It's probably a good idea. We're gonna need to stash this somewhere, but I'm not sure. So like the couple couple satellite images we were able to get show a few small islands off the side. Now, with this vulture, you know, we should be able to get pretty close without being detected, hopefully, depending on what kind of sensors they have. Anyway, I was thinking basically, like, I would kind of kind of hold off and, and keep the engine running, sort of, you know, guard the getaway ship for when we make a quick escape. Yeah, that's a great idea, because I'm pretty sure you'd be the only person to get us out ASAP. And our little heist, Gemini's baby driver. Gemini, she pulls up uh, on the view screen a map, but imagine basically... Like an or an oval-shaped island that's like kind of has the tail of it cut off on the one side, and then a few smaller islands uh, along its side. Okay. Uh, along along its southern side, and Gemini points to the little southern islands and says, "I'm thinking this one is the farthest away, but it's going to give us you know enough distance between us and them that we can maybe use the other islands as cover to sneak around and get to the mainland." Makes sense. Gemini looks at you, Myra, and says. Your call, though, as I say, whatever whatever you think is best, that's just kind of, you know, based on the intel I got, you know, where I was thinking would make a good landing spot. That sounds good to me. Does anybody else have any input? That sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm all for stashing the plane. Do we have, like, any kind of way across to get to the mainland, or are we just kind of holding my quote-unquote fins and swimming? Gemini... Kicks one of the boxes that's underneath, like, your seating seating area. We've got a couple rafts in here. Kicks another box. And we have some powered motors for them here. Should be enough to get you there and back, theoretically. You just have to find a spot to stash them once you're on the mainland, too. All right, all right. I could always run on water, right? Or no. Is that not something I could do? I mean, technically, you could run. And, I mean, I guess technically, Yardak could uh, swim. It's really... Ruby, that kind of needs. Oh, wait, I think Ruby, Ruby would be the one who'd need to use the motorized raft. The only way I could use my power is if I'd make a raft. 
Like, or make a bridge. Just walk. <laughs> like, you could technically make, like, what? Like, I guess a wood slab would float, right? Yeah. That's it. I can make a raft. Like, you could keep making, like, wood slabs and, like, hop on it Mario style. Like, hop from one oh to one. Oh, my goodness. I'll land on the south side and you guys can kind of uh, let out there. All right, let's go. Cool. And you guys are probably about, like, Probably like twenty minutes away now, like from from like getting to getting really within visual range. Okay. Do we have like uh, communicators? Sam and I pops into one of the boxes and hands out some small like earpiece communicators. Cool. Are they stealthy? Well, they fit. They fit inside your ear, like smaller than an AirPod. Okay. Good. All of a sudden, you hear a beep, 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 beep. And Gemini, like, whips around and looks up and hits a switch and goes, oh, crap. What? And Gemini jumps back into the pilot's seat and says, all right, everybody, I need you to saddle up, get your seatbelts on. Okay. Gemini is uh, strapped in and she's looking at looking at the radar, which you see like a little little beeping dot. I see a uh, surface to air missile incoming. Uh, Well, so much for a stealthy landing. All right, uh, everyone, because not everyone has vehicles, right? No. It's a uh, dexterity-based, so if you don't have it, roll and add your dexterity. If you have it, roll and add your vehicle check. Now, this is a bit of a homebrew, because you guys aren't piloting, but we're going to do it as a team check to determine how well the piloting goes. Uh, Ten overall. Fifteen overall. See, I told you, once you start doing important stuff, no more nat 20s. So, uh, I got a nat one. Gordak <laughs> <laughs> is really bad at airplanes. Yeah, I don't like him. You see the missile coming right at you, right at the vulture. Gemini uh, shoves down on the throttle real quick and dives just a split second before, and it goes over you. And she checks the controls. Oh, God, it's coming back around. All right. Uh, everyone make another vehicle check. Fourteen. Twelve. Okay, so then I got eleven. Gemini slams on a button, and you hear a bunch of shh. She said, I'm releasing flares to try to distract it. And you hear from behind you, like, a loud explosion. All right, looks like the missile's detonated. I got two more incoming, though. Yardak. Yeah. I need you to inflate the life raft. Okay, do I just, like, there's, like, a tab? Yeah, you just you just gotta get into the crate and, like, un- undo it. Okay, so I go flip it open and pull the tab. Shh, and you and the it suddenly inflates. Uh oh shit. Try to attach the motor. I'm going to have you make a dexterity check on that one though. Okay. Um. But yeah, so I rolled another nat 1. Oh jeez. Yardak, you go to put the motor onto it and all of a sudden you guys are slammed from the back. Shit, direct hit. Uh the the, the motor went flying and kind of hits the side. And Gemini yells, Myra, I have a plan, uh, but I'm going to want, you're going to, I'm going to need your okay on this. Hit me. Everyone in the raft, I'm going to bring us down low near the water. I'm going to launch you guys out of the back. Um, is everybody else okay with that? If I land, I hit water, so. I don't think we can stay in here, so let's do it. Okay, it's a go. You all load onto the, uh, and, and Sloan, like, immediately the second Gemini suggested it, got onto the raft. No hesitation. I am not going to get into the raft. I'm going to just jump with them. Okay. Can I make a life jacket? 
Yes, I'm going to say you can, but since we're under duress, make a make a creation roll. Okay. Yeah, now I'm not getting that 20s. Okay. And Yardak, I'm going to so, assume Yardak doesn't need one. No. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think either. So, four... Okay, four plus two. Uh, 16. So yeah, you're able to make your life life jackets. So I make ones for me, Sloane, and Myra. And then does Gemini need one? But Gemini's staying on the plane, right? Right, Gemini's staying on the plane. You know what? I make an extra one for Gemini and just throw it at her and be like, just in case. Yes. She catches it out of the air and just like slips it over her jumpsuit. And and then I'm gonna say, I assume Yardak, you live there. You don't need a life jacket. Yep, I'm just jumping. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I, I put the life jacket on. Okay, everyone's loaded onto the boat, and Gemini just suddenly slams down on the control panel, and the hydraulics hiss, and they're a little bit caught. Oh no. Crap, the direct hit must have damaged the hydraulics. Can any of you try and, like, maybe push it down a little bit? What are we checking? Well, who's gonna try, I guess is the real question. I'll try. But like, what what role would it be? Strength. Or or unarmed attack, which, you know what, if you want to do it as an unarmed attack, if you're just basically, like, punching it. I'm already out of the raft, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay, fine. Because I had a really good roll. Oh. So, I mean, mine's really good, too. I'm not... Okay, well, actually, you know what? Here, I have an idea. Tell me what you got. 17 on the roll. Yeah, I rolled a 17, and my unarmed attack is 10. So, Yardak, you're pushing, and it's getting a little bit of tension, but Myra, you run out of the raft, push it really hard, and get back in the raft, and that's just enough to the for the hydraulics to unjam, and it just goes... And opens up, and you guys are basically like, remember, you're going like, uh, Gem or uh, Gemini has slowed it down a bit, but you're going pretty fast over the ocean. That's fine for me. You look back, you see the uh, as as you've dipped lower, closer to the ground, you see the missile just also dipped a little lower and is now steady with you <gasps> and gaining. Ooh, okay. Wait, you said this thing is really low. You're probably still like 50, 60 feet up. Oh, never mind. <laughs> what? what were you gonna do? Hey, Gemini, can you bring us down even lower? I have an idea. All right. And you guys suddenly take like a sharp nosedive. Sharp nosedive? It's only 60 feet. Ruby is currently holding on for deep life. And she steadies it out really quickly. So like now you're like 10 feet above and you see the missile starting to come down to level with you again. But it's getting really close now. She's so cool. I just have to say that about Gemini. Oh, I'm going to fuck it up. As soon as we get down that low and that missile is coming across the water at us, I'm just going to use my uh, water slash mainly ice powers and just like send a lance up through that bitch. So wait, wait, wait. You can't. So you have to hold something in your hands to form it into a lance. I'm No, I'm going to like manipulate the water. Right. You're manipulating the water with like on your person, like your pouch. Huh, no, the ocean. Remember, we've just discuss- we right. I'm saying we've discussed this. The only way you can ice ice water is if you're ho- like it has to be on your person. So, like, you have to create the lance and then throw it. All right, fine. No ice. But then I'm just going to, like, bash this thing. As soon as we get down low enough, I'm going to, like, stand right at the open hatch and I'm going to look at this missile. And then I'm going to use my water to just make it, like, a big, basically, like, a fist, basically, to, like, come out and just bash into this missile and, like, try to either, like, knock it off course or, like, make it explode. Okay. Roll water control. Hell yeah. Alright, that's a 19 on the dice, so that means it is plus 6, so 25. And what was your damage again? Damage is plus 1 per rank, so 6. Okay, 
You described to me how you hit it. I'll say you're successful at that. I'll explain what happens after then. Basically, leg spread, power stance. What looks like to be like I'm about to fight the the missile, but I'm going to like go and like throw a punch up, like an uppercut. But instead of me obviously hitting it, it the water is going to come out. Basically, like a cylinder diagonal cylinder of i imagine just a giant fist of water yeah basically it's like like an arm coming up out of the water and basically like socking this thing okay so the water comes up and you see it like knocks off like a bunch of the casing and the missile starts like spinning wildly it comes in your direction still but then explodes oh that was close but it worked oh but we don't take any damage or anything but the vulture shudders afterwards and Gemini says, "Good work, Yardak, but we're still gonna need to kick off. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna have to give it a good water landing." Does it wait? Does that mean we're losing the ship? To be determined. Hey, friends. So a couple of notes for today. No Intel drop later in this episode. In place of that, I recommend you go check out the article we posted on our website. Rachel wrote it from Ruby's perspective, and it goes over some of the details about Space Cadet, which is the franchise that Ruby references fairly frequently. You can find it on our homepage or at masksandmayhem.com slash space hyphen cadet. Uh, second, and this is a big one, apologies for this episode being a week late. To try and fix this and get back on track, we are going to move to a Wednesday release day. So next week on Wednesday, June 5th, we will release an episode and then every other Wednesday after that. Finally, this week we are showcasing an awesome Kickstarter for a new RPG called Harsh Generation. I did a little interview with lead developer Emily O'Neill, and here's a little snippet of that. Tell me a little bit about what is Harsh Generation. So, Harsh Generation is my answer to all of the times that you want to play D&D, but you don't want to deal with the mechanics. Now, I love me a good crunchy game, but I also know a lot of people who don't, and... Uh, about five years ago, I started thinking about, well, first of all, I started creating the game because my wife said to me, hey, I need a world to play with and you like world building. And I went, that's a good point. I hate writing plot. You love writing plot. Let's put our brains together and make something beautiful. So I created a uh, post-apocalyptic uh, theocratic wasteland, sort of, of Philadelphia. But it's not referred to it's not referred to as Philadelphia, though. It is referred to as Delphia. Because it's kind of like when you write a fantasy campaign and all of your elves have to have uh, apostrophes in their names. It's the same thing. You just have to cut the name down because there's no way people are still calling it Philadelphia. If the concept is intriguing to you, you can listen to the full interview on our website. You can also find a link to their Kickstarter at masksandmayhem.com support. All right, let's get right back to the show. Are you? So what do you guys do next? Remember, you're only like 10 feet from the water to begin with. Are, are we like... Jumping out of the like out of the plane on this raft, then is that the plan? That was that was the plan. I'm saying, are you? That's what you guys are doing. Yeah, let's do it because even even without the motor, I could like get on the edge and like kick. Oh, I was suggesting like I could do that too. Just kind of like be your little mer propeller. <laughs> In order to get you guys off, uh, Gemini pulls up really quickly, and you guys kind of just slide out the back. Okay. Uh, everyone, make an acrobatics check. This is a good one. 17 plus 8 is 25? Damn, my acrobatics is high. I got a 19. Ruby? 23 overall. 
All right. The people in the raft are free-falling for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Again, because it's only, it only 10 feet. Right. And you kind of slam down onto the water, and you do go under for a moment, but because it's an inflatable, you come back up, and you see... Sl- okay. And because we're all in, li- all in life jackets? And Sloan is just gripping onto the side of the raft for dear life. Oh my god, <laughs> is his little briefcase okay? And he's... Well, you can see that it's in his hand, he, and he actually, like... That's something you didn't notice before, is he has actually, like, chained it to himself. Oh my goodness. That's a good idea. I hope the case is waterproof. I'm assuming it is. And then, so, uh, Yardak, tell me about what happens to you on the fall. I just very gracefully swan dive into the water. So now you're in the water. I assume that you came back up, Yardak? Yeah. So you're in the water, and you're actually... Actually, can I see uh, if you... Uh, I vaguely remember their reference to being potentially underwater caves. Can I roll to see if I see anything underwater? Like, when I dive in? Make a perception check. 13 plus 22? Yeah. No? Yes. Okay. Even with your low light vision, you don't really see anything close by. So nothing in the immediate vicinity, but that doesn't mean that there's none, just not in your immediate area. Yeah. I mean, I also was just like, kind of like when I dove, tried to see, it wasn't like I was like investigating. You came down, you came back up, and from the little bit you saw, there was none. Yeah. When you come back up, everyone's in the raft, kind of catching their breath, presumably. Sloane has, like, let go of the raft, and he's just kind of, like, looking up. You all see the jet come down a little closer, like, we're talking, like, five feet from the water now. And suddenly the engines whip around to, like, slow it down, and then go into VTOL position, like the vertical takeoff and landing. Mm-hmm. Okay. It slowly comes down, like a little raft comes along the edges of it from that extra payload. And then I'm going to turn to Sloane, and I'm going to say, and this is why I don't fly. <laughs> you know what? That's that's the character. Ruby just starts laughing because of, like, what the fuck is happening? I would say that the vulture is just a little ways away from you. Like, it's just at, the, like, the edge of your vision. And you can see... Well, everyone make a perception check. Ooh, hella perception. I'm king perception. 18. Yeah, me too. 24. 18 plus 8 is 26. Oh, damn. So from where you're at, you can see Gemini step back onto the ramp and kind of examine it and pull really hard and start to pull it back up, like get the hydraulics going again. And she waves to all of you like, I'm okay. Oh, thank God. I I wave back. (laughs) And then the ramp part closes and the engines... Uh, you guys are all fairly close to that southern island that you were originally shooting for. So you see the engines on the Vulture are just ever so slightly going now and kind of just pushing the Vulture along the water. You see that small island to the left? Yes. Uh, you see it kind of like nudge its way up up onto that island just a little bit. Like it's still kind of like concealed by the rocks, but it's it's like afloat now. It's definitely not like drifting or anything. I was going to say, I guess it's the ocean, so you could technically see farther out. Let me see, actually, so if it's been six hours from noon, so it's like 6 p.m. our time, what time would that be in Australia? <laughs> Which coast is it? Yeah. It's going to be the uh, the east coast. Then it would be like 15 hours. It, yeah, it's it's 13 and a half hours, so it'll be 8.30 in the morning. 8.30 in the morning, so that's that's what time it is. And the rest of the island is north of you. So from what you're seeing, everyone make another perception check. Yeah, I gave great rolls while I'm playing a goddamn card game. Twelve altogether. Seven. 
You said seven? Yes, because I have nothing, I have like no ranks in perception. Sixteen. So then, Myra, you're the only one who can really tell this. You see uh, trails of smoke leading off to one of the larger trailing islands to a building that is on it. Ooh, okay. That's like where the missiles launched from. Is that what that like little green thing is up there? You see this uh, like green building with like a tan dome on top of it and just trails of smoke leading from it because that's where the missiles launched as far as you can tell. Oh, okay. I'm assuming that's where we're aiming to go. Well, that's not the main island. That's just, like, again, the, the largest of the smaller islands. Oh, right. Okay. So you have to go even farther north than that to reach the actual island itself. Hmm. You guys are all in the water. Sloan looks at you. Boss, what's next? Um, okay, so we're on the raft in the water. Um, I guess we're gonna... The little island that's all the way at the top to the left. Would you say that one's the closest to, like, the main island? I'm just assuming that that's the safest island that is nearest to the mainland because the big one is not safe since that's where I think the missiles are coming from. Yeah, now keep in mind they are surface-to-air missiles, so like they're made for hitting like aerial units. Oh, okay. Uh, are, are, is the green things on the island like trees? Yeah, yeah, it's like trees and grassland. Okay, I, don't, I just wanted to make sure that there would be cover. Yardek, could you, like, push our raft, um, to the, to that big island where we see, like, the smoke coming from? Alrighty, I'm gonna be your people propeller. <laughs> the absurdity of having to ask Yardek, can you just push us there? Okay, so the sun's just kind of start, really starting to come up. You know, you look across, you can see the sunrise coming from the, coming from the east? Yes. Yeah, you see the sunrise coming from the east, so like it's coming over top of the little island, to, the island to your right, and then suddenly uh, you hear a propeller going. Uh. You see a small patrol boat uh, with like two guys on it coming from the north, like north from the north to the south where you are. Now everyone rolls stealth. I have my roll, but I also have a question. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, first. Twenty three. 18. 23. Okay, and what was your question? That, like, as soon as, like, I'm aware, I want to, like, d- like dip underwater and then just kind of, like, shoot over to them. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, you were able to do that. For a split moment, you know, they kind of look in your direction, but you guys are all kind of, like, low on the raft and you still have, like, the islands and stuff kind of blocking your, your view. So they kind of just go along by and you actually hear, like, a radio go south side. No hostiles. Might have just been uh, might have just been a false alarm, maybe. Ooh. And you said my like communicator can work even when it gets wet. I can like still use it after the fact, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not that it's uh, it's not that it's water. It's not waterproof. It's that it could get like come dislodged. Okay. Then I am going to uh, raise my head above water so I can actually talk and like whis- whisper uh, to Myra and say. Uh, I want to let, tell her that there's only two guys, and if she can, like, run across the water and get one, then I'll take care of the other. <laughs> now, this is the time where I'm going to remind you that you were told this is a stealth mission. Oh, uh, that's right. I forgot we're supposed to be stealthy. Yeah, I was not about- I was like, I don't know if it's a good idea to, like, to attack. <sighs> okay, can I, instead of attacking- uh, roll perception to see if I can't get any other information out of them. Well, not out of them, but like kind of like from the experience. 
Yeah, actually, uh, roll perception. I get yelled at a lot at my D&D campaign for being a murder hobo, so I gotta calm that down. <laughs> You're like, you get this guy, I'll get the other one. <laughs> I was ready to fucking fight. 24. Okay. Ooh, nice. You watch their boat kind of like dip in between these two and then go around and they kind of go a little out of sight. Uh, but they, you hear the propeller getting farther and farther away. Like right before they leave, you're like, all right, we're coming back to base. Uh, patrol two can go out then. So we got some, a little bit of time before the next people come. Sloan is kind of like, we need to get on that island, right? That's going to be like where most of the stuff is. Mm-hmm. And so you're still like, uh, halfway through in between, in between. So do you want to get to that smaller island still first? Like the one, the one that you're originally planning for with like the, uh, greenery on it? Yeah, I think that might be a better bet, just because, like, I wanted to go there first, but then I thought maybe, since the missiles only hit, like, aerial things, that we might still be safe on the big one, but that's, like, probably their base, so it's probably, like, crawling with people, so I think my original plan is the way to go. Okay. Also, I just want to say good work, Yardak, because I don't think anybody did that, and that was his, like, impulse to... To go out there and eavesdrop. Gonna give her a little kawaii peace sign. How are you guys going to get to... Uh, so Yardak's already pretty far ahead. Like, So how are you getting to... Like, Are you calling him back? or? So I get on the edge of the raft. And my legs... like ha- I'm halfway hanging off so that my legs are in the water. And I just kick real fast. And you all just jet right over. So which island are you heading to? I like the idea... The idea to me of like, uh, Myra somehow like using... The raft is like a kickboard? Yeah, pretty much, exactly. Okay, uh, you all meet up there, and you Sloan kind of drags the uh, raft up onto the island with you. Oh, good thinking. He he looks over and sees, like, some shrubbery and then some, like, like moss and stuff. Should we try to, like, hide it? It's a good idea. I am guess in my mind's eye, it's, like, bright yellow. I don't know if you mentioned the color, but... I would say that's accurate, though. I didn't really describe the color. Actually, you no, know, we're going to say, since it's a stealth mission, that it was, like, a navy blue. Okay, so we did plan accordingly. Because I, I was like, is it like a standard, like, don't die raft that comes in airplanes? Because those are, those are yellow. Yeah, since it, was, since it was part of the plan to use the raft at one point, they, they gave you one that was appropriate. Okay, good. But yeah, still, we should probably still hide it. Okay, so you're on the island now. Yeah, it's just us on this island. So I think while we're here and we're kind of sort of relatively remote and safe, I want to do a quick little, like, 360 swim around the island to see if i can't notice anything around the specific island you're on yeah maybe there's like maybe like a tunnel underneath that will take us to uh the base okay uh do very true good plan okay so you're just looking for like a tunnel well yeah just kind of anything underwater that might either like give us information we don't have or like maybe okay uh all right do an investigation check it's not an S20. That's not a real thing. I actually, because I just thought of this, I would like to make, like, a green tarp so that's, like, the color of, like, the foliage to uh, throw over the boat, and then we can put, like, more green stuff on top of it to help it be a little easier to hide. All right. Uh, so, yeah, you generate uh, green tarp. You know, it's fairly large. So I make the tarp, and then I throw it over the raft, and then I throw more, like, foliage on top of that, so it will blend in a little more. Leaves, like, sticks and leaves, like, stuff from trees, and if there's not enough, I can, I guess I can make foliage. 
No, you can't make anything living. Okay. Can I make dead leaves? Sorry, I should have clarified. You can't make anything biological. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah, you cover up the, the raft, and it's pretty much like, you know, obviously it's not completely sealed. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, very, from a distance, it would be a lot harder to tell. Yeah. Yardak, yeah, make an investigation check. Okay, it was crappy, uh, so I want to use a lucky. Are you going to use a luck? Okay, make sure to mark yeah. down that you used one luck. So much better. Oh, my God. I went from an 8 to a 19 on the dice. Oh, wow. Okay, so 19 plus, you said investigation, uh, I got a 26. Okay, uh, as you make your way around this smaller island, uh, you can see, like, some connective cabling between the different islands, like uh, like a fiber octa cable, and you can see a little bit of metal reinforcement around it. It gives you reason to believe that the smaller island you're on, not the bigger one, but at least the smaller island that you're on, may actually be artificial. Do you mean, like, a man-made island, or we're in a simulation? Man-made island. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what game are we playing here? So you see, like, the fiber octa cabling, you see that. No tunnel, though, to the other islands. Is this ca- a cable that could potentially be cut? I mean, theoretically. Do we think it might draw attention? <laughs> do we want it? Well, what do you think a fiber optic cable is most likely used for? Fiber optics? Do you not know what fiber optic cable is? <laughs> yeah. So, like, it would del- like it would kill, like, their internet and things like that. And... You're welcome to try anything. If you're worried about it drawing attention, I'm not going to answer that question. Man, what do you guys think? <laughs> um, is there a way we can make it look like an animal did it? Well, I mean, it's not, like, it would just cause an interruption. I don't think they would know exactly, like, they wouldn't be able to say, oh, break here, or 20 feet in, there's something wrong with the wire. <laughs> So, like, I don't think they would know, but it would certainly cause suspicion of some kind. Um, I think maybe it would not help with the stealth part. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly from behind you, you hear another set of propellers. Yardak, where are you? I'm back with them now. Okay. Okay, where's the, um, where is the propeller coming from? Coming from this, uh, southeast corner here. Okay, I'm assuming we're a little bit farther in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're- I'm going to make an illusion and make it look like there's just a bunch of trees in front of us. A bunch of, like, to hide us. Okay, so you make the illusion of a bunch of trees, and these patrols mm-hmm. come around the island, and then they circle back around, coming really close to you guys. But they don't slow down, they don't really uh, do anything. You do hear someone radio in and go, Patrol 2 coming back, still no signs. We might have just blown it out of the sky, whatever it was. Okay, so that really helps. That actually really helps the stealth if they think we're dead. <laughs> True. And you hear uh, over the radio, but it's very staticky, you hear Gemini. Yes. Just just, uh, just remember I had these. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> what are we going to do with you? I uh, I covered up the vulture a little bit. The reflective sheen should help keep the stealth. I don't think I'm really gonna. I'm gonna stick on this island here, but I think we're getting a lot of interference. Whatever's causing the satellites not to read this place might be causing. It's gonna be a bit of a problem at a distance with the communicators. So stick close. Oh no! Stick, stick, okay. stick, stick close to each other. No. I'm gonna go dark. You got this, kid. Okay. Ah. Uh, wait, is Gemini older than Byron? Gemini's like 19. Oh, right. Yeah, she's like a child, but she like has been doing this longer. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think we should get to the other island and start seeing what's going on over there. I think the time between patrols is, like, the best time to move. Yeah. So the patrol just went by. Yeah, you notice that there was about, like, 15 minutes in between the patrols coming through this area. Okay, I think we should get to the other, start getting to the other island now, then. Um, which one? Like, the big one that's close to the main one, or, like, the main one? Oh, I was thinking, because the island that had the thing on it, right? Is that where we wanted to go, or do we need to go to the main island? Well, let's hop over to, like, that, the other little island first, because I feel like... Okay, but I'm saying, if we co- we've covered up the raft to hide it, how do I get over there? Right, because it's, like, one square. Uh, it's, like, 20, 30 feet. Okay. So I guess someone I just someone needs to carry me if someone needs to carry Slug. I mean I can have him just like kinda hold on to my back and swim across. And and Sloan looks at you and goes, Yeah, this it's it's armor, but it's mostly waterproof. Okay, cool. Okay, so I I carry Ruby. Like I imagine Myers carrying me like bridal style. Yes. Unless you'd rather be carried a different way. So yeah, Sloane like gets out and he kind of shakes himself off a little bit, checks his scanner device, uh, kind of like takes his one boot off and kind of like lets some water out. <laughs> like I said, mostly waterproof. <laughs> it's cool, cool, cool. It's all good. It's all good. Has it been fifteen minutes? Uh, it's been about ten minutes. So. Okay. Well, since it took us ten minutes to get from one island to the next, we might be like in the water by the time, like, the next five minutes happens. So I think we should wait out one more, like, patrol people. Okay. Safety first. I am going to make it look like there's a bunch of trees around us again. In preparation for that. Smart. <laughs> so the, uh, a couple minutes later, you hear the patrollers go, and the... Ruby, make a... Well, make a check against your create... Your illu- sorry, your illusion. Okay. 14. You hear the boat stop and cut its engine for a moment, and the one guy kind of points over towards the island you're on. Still time. They propel her over. Stay very still. Can I hold this illusion to make another one? Uh, you do have dynamics, so you could do, could do that. Okay, so I would like to hold this illusion, but I am going to make it sound like something is dropping in the water, like, farther away from us. Okay. Just, like, the sound of something hitting the water. Okay, uh, make another illusion. Check. Thirteen. All of a sudden, both of the two guards, uh, whip their heads around. Oh, crap, that might be them. Alright, Dave. Alright, yeah, yeah, you're right. Nothing changed over here. I don't know. It just looked weird. Let's get over there. And they gun the engine, and they head over in that direction. And they actually kind of, like, fly past it. Like, they stop, and they, they investigate ever so slightly, and then they go past it. And keep going back in the direction. I would like to re- repeat. Phew! <laughs> I'm like, oh god. Uh, and do ro- roll a perception check for me real quick, everybody. Excellent work, Ruby. 23. 14. 25. Okay. I can make people see other things, but I'm not as good at seeing other things. You all noticed that they were, each of them carrying, like, really large rifles, but Yardak, you noticed that they had something like mounted underneath the rifle as well, but you couldn't—you're not familiar, like you couldn't really tell what it was. Is it, uh, uh, can you give me any description of what it looked like? It was like a tube with a wire on it that kind of led back to like a pack on the back of the uh, gun. Kind of, 
Kind of like a like a grappling hook gun. No, 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 no. Like all like there's a tube on the barrel, and then like a cable coming back to like a canister. Oh, I don't like that. What do you do next? Uh, I guess should we try to hop over to the other island while they're while they're investigating? My thoughts exactly. Let's go. Oh yeah. So yeah, so you guys are on this island now. You notice like there's some foliage around the edge of the island, but when you look, you see like a big like open open land valley like that dips down uh, and leading up to a larger main facility, which appears to have like a little bit underground and a little bit above ground. So you could follow the foliage of the island over in either direction, left or right. um, But to get like to go straight forward, you'd be going through this like open space completely open valley. Oh, yeah. We don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Not um, a fan. Did I notice what the people in the boat were, like, wearing? Like, what their uniforms were like? Yeah, yeah. I was saying, you know, y'all rolled high enough for that with that perception check. So, yeah. Uh, they were all wearing, like, uh, short sleeve because they are, like, you know, it is, like, uh, warmer out. Basically black, uh, black shorts and black vests with some, like, uh, armor on them and then some, uh, helmets with, like, uh, a, a like a blue visor. Okay, that's maybe a little too complicated for me to make. Well, they had like armor and stuff. I don't know. I'm not sure if I. Can yeah, make the that. armor. I would say no, but the like shirt and pants and and maybe the helmet. But it's a question because you were so far away. How like correct it looks. Yeah. Although we're all, kind of already in all black, right? Correct. You're already like in your stealth suits. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Because I was going to see, but like. I think we might look close enough that I'm not sure that, like, it would make much of a difference. Okay. Right. I don't know. I, I'll ask, do you guys want me to make their uniforms, or should we just stick to what we're wearing? No, I think we're good with what we okay. got. So, I guess let's follow the edge of the island until we get close enough to scope out what's happening. If you're trying to head towards the building area, following the left would get you there quicker. Okay, yeah. Let's go west. As you get closer, you do hear a little more static from your comms, like as you're getting closer to the building. Like, no- nothing overbearing. The weird thing is, you're not really seeing any entrances from the area you're at. Hey, Yardak, do you want to check and see if there's a way to get in from underwater? Uh, I was thinking, maybe also, if, the, if he doesn't say that, maybe Myra should see if she can, like, run around the building really fast and see if she sees anything. Like a back entrance, maybe? Yeah. Okay, do I have to roll something? Yeah, roll a stealth check for me. 14 total. So you run around the building and you don't really see any kind of, uh, any kind of entrance, uh, no- Door or something? Yeah, nothing that's- definitely nothing that's, uh, make a perception roll too, actually. Plus eight is 17? Yeah, you- nothing on this level, like, you don't see any kind of, uh, like, door entrance or anything like that. But you do notice, like, an open, uh, area where there's, like, steam coming out of, like, uh, like, it looks like a mini volcano. Uh, and that's, like, in the center of- in, in between all the different buildings. Okay. Yeah. Um, I still don't see anything that looks like a door. Yardak, do you want to check if there's, like, a underwater thing, maybe? Yeah. I mean, why not? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, don't say that. I say that knowing full well that worse can happen. You know, while we're standing here, everyone who's standing here, I'm gonna put a bunch of trees around us again. <laughs> So, Yardak, you go under- is that you going underwater? Is that what I heard? Yeah, because we're still along- right along the coast, right? Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna jump in. Okay, yeah. Uh, and you swim around, make an investigation check? Yeah, I did a 15. 7 is 22. 
you see one like uh, what appears to be like a like a sewer tunnel, uh, and then you also see uh, underneath what looks to be it's like a cave that goes underneath where you're at right now, and it leads to like what looks like some docking area. Or what do you do? Um, am I able to find my way in through the pipe? Like, can I? Is there any chance of like? Is it worth it for me to go? Like, hey, there's an entrance. Like, can I try to like shimmy my way in? Like, otherwise, there's no point in me. So that little pipe that you see, you can't see to where it goes. Like, you'd have to go into it to find out. But it appears to be some kind of, like, sewer pipe. So, like, waste disposal. Hmm. Is it worth me something bad happening to me? But, uh, we, I mean, we could, like, go into the docking thing that you found, right? Well, isn't that where I'm at? Yeah. Oh, but there's an entrance up above that they could, put, could slip? No, 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 no. They'd have to come down into the water and go through there. I mean, if she wanted to run me again... I'm talking like it's actually underwater. Oh, Do we okay, have any, uh, like, uh, little, like, scuba diver things, or... No. How about we bring everybody down here, and then I will try to go through it and find a way to open it for them people to then go in. Wait, what? Can we even get down to where he is, or would we drown? <laughs> no, you can get down there. We're just talking like it's under... It's it's basically in a cave underneath where, where you are right now. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's, what I'm saying is, like, if there's a way for me, like... Because they can't go underwater and hold their breath... That if there's a way for me to go through, like, once they get down here, for me to go through. So, like, when you swim under, when you swim underneath that wall and you come back up, it's, like, open air they can breathe. Yeah, my, oh, but my question is, can I open that? Find a way to open it. You can try. There's nothing you can see right now. Okay, can I do an investigation? Or actually be perception. Um, <laughs> three. Uh, what? <laughs> you look around and you don't see, like, any kind of, uh buttons or anything like that or any even any like arrows pointing you in the right direction docks boats and like cave area and then that wall that like or wall door thing so basically like they don't have to swim they don't have to hold their breath for very long but they have to swim underneath that wall area so like realistically they could make it 100 percent. i don't that's what i could you've been concerned like they're gonna die or something Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Then yeah, you would have to just hold your. You have to be in the water and hold your breath long enough to get underneath that five foot thick door. Okay. But one thing you did notice is while you're in there, your comms weren't working. Like while you were underneath, like you couldn't talk to them up there. All right, I'm going to dip back underwater and then shoot myself back over to where they are, and then let them know that there is a way to get uh, into the docking area, and then all all we have to do is just swim down underneath this great thing, and then we can get in. Okay, um, I'm assuming we all can swim, right? Like, it's not a... If not, I am going to judge you very severely. Do we still have our, um, stealthy life jackets? Yeah, you have your life jackets still, unless you discarded them. That's up to you. I mean, we'd have to discard them to swim underwater, right? That's true, yeah, you couldn't swim with a life... At least not easily. They're actually made for the opposite of that. If we wanted to make it even less, can Myra, like, grab me and, like, swim fast? Theoretically, yeah. Do I have to roll for something? No, you know what? Actually, for that, I won't make you roll. Okay. So I guess then we, we all, like, went back to where Yardak was, right? All right. So you all swim underneath and you come up. Uh, Sloane kind of gasps for air a little bit. <sighs> Weakling. Well, he stayed under for longer. He thought the, the wall was thicker than it was. And he also has something chained to him? Yeah, he also has the briefcase. And you come up in the docks, and there's, like, four docks, but there's three boats. Oh, so it's one of the patrol boats that's out, probably. What do you guys do next? I would like to just look around to see if there's like a hallway to like go down or like where the dock, like what's beyond the dock area. Okay, you see a pair of double doors 
and two hallways like going off to the right. So, but you guys are still like floating in the water right now. Okay, I would like to get out of the water because uh, Ruby, Ruby, well, I assume can get hypothermia. So yeah, Sloan kind of like makes his way on. He pulls himself up onto one of the docks, kind of checking out his device and making sure it's working. Mm-hmm. I would like to check because you were saying the comms were having trouble when he was down here before. I would like to check to see if our comms are working like between us, like right now. Uh, yeah, they come in crystal clear. Okay, cool. And Sloan gives a thumbs up. Everything's everything's okay here, guys. Uh, everything's working. What way do we want to start? I think we need to kind of stick together. We shouldn't, or at least we need to split up in pairs because, like, the we're not gonna be able to contact each other once we separate. I don't think with the way the comms have been working. Yeah. No splitting up. Okay. So your options right now that you can see are there's a there's a hallway to the left with a door, a hallway to the right with a door, or the double doors in front of you. I think the double doors would be a bad idea. Yeah, but the sneaks, that one in the hallway. Which way? Is there like a flip a coin equivalent we can do? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You can't just roll a die and like 1 to 10 is one thing and 11 to 20. Okay, let's just roll... Uh, D20, and then take uh, evens are left, odds are right. 13 is odds that we go right. Okay, let's go. So you come in, uh, the door that is there actually opens up, and there's a hallway in front of you, and then another door immediately to your right. I'd like to see if that door will open. The door, yeah, the door opens just fine. There's no, It's just a regular handle door. There's no kind of, like, pin pad or anything. Okay. I would like to still, you know, kind of be a little stealthy. Okay. You're trying to go down that hallway, then, or what's the plan? I think, are we, are we going to just go into the store and see what's there? Hold on. We're looking for something to test to see if they're making biological weapons, yeah? Yeah, so you're trying to find, like, I don't know, presumably a laboratory or, like, a warehouse where they're storing items. Okay. Okay, so I think we need to keep exploring this hallway, then. Yes. So, so wait, there's, I'm saying there's two hallways. There's the one... Let's maybe just keep going, like... To the right? Yeah, that works. <laughs> that was my vote. Just because I feel like the closer we are to the center, the more likely it is we might run into people. Yeah, exploring exploring the wings first is better. Yeah. From the other hallway, the one the one that you're not going down, you hear a door open, but not like not like the one that's invisible range. Ooh. Uh, and you hear someone walking down. It sounds like in the direction of you guys. Um. All right, let's dip into this, this little side hallway here. Okay, so you enter that hallway. You come to another door at the end. I guess I would like to try this door as well. That one goes, uh, uh, and you see that there's actually like a little card slip area like next to the handle. Damn it. And are we trapped now? Sloan pulls out his device and says, I could try to try to see if I could hack into it. Hell yeah, Sloan, do your cyber thing. So we're going to make this a team check, actually. So everyone roll technology. Nat 20. Hey, you actually got a net 20 for something important. I rolled a 15 total. Okay. Uh, and then, wait, what did you get? I got an 18 total. Hits a couple things, and you hear a... Wurr, 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 wurr. Boop, 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 boop. So he turns the handle, and it like lets out like a hydraulic... As he opens the door. And you enter this room. So when you walk in, it's a little bit chilly in here. Uh, but you notice racks upon racks of servers. As you step in and you feel a slight chill and you see the racks of servers, the door behind you closes and you hear it close again and and lock. Oh, great. Uh, And there's a terminal in front of you. And this appears to be some kind of computer control operations. Talking to Sloane, I was like, can you hack that? I can certainly try. 
Chapter 17 On Both Your Houses Part 2 Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and safely landed into the ocean by myself, R.C. Byler. You can follow us for free, forever, on all major podcast platforms. If you like what we do, please leave us a review on podchaser.com. It helps more people find us, and maybe we'll even read your review in a later episode. This week's episode was brought to you by Harsh Generation, as well as Pope Brandon Brownson. Follow us on Instagram, at MayhemCast, to see new art and behind-the-scenes photos. If you leave us some feedback with the MayhemCast hashtag, you might even show up as an NPC in a future arc. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. <laughs>